Welcome to Sleep, Eat, Perform, Repeat with your hosts, David Clancy and Kieran Dunn. This is a podcast about high performance. What we are striving to achieve is to figure out what makes high performing individuals tick, why they do what they do and why they are successful. Enjoy a journey of stories, lessons and learnings. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to Sleep, Eat, Perform, Repeat, episode number 69. Today we spoke to Holly Hustler, yoga and sound journeys teacher, singer, writer, and host with husband Adam Hustler of the podcast Honestly Unbalanced. We have a great conversation about finding balance in life and all the nuances of trying to find that harmony. We're all in the same boat. We're all real, as Holly says. We discuss sound baths, yoga, stillness, mindfulness, and meditation. Holly gives some simple advice for everyone on bringing pause to your life. Yoga doesn't have to be yoga to be yoga. Find what works for you. It means to unite your soul, body, and mind together. Thank you for the education, Holly. So Holly, thanks very much for taking the time today to speak to me. How's life at your end? Oh, thanks so much for having me. Um, life is good. And I'm trying to let go of the guilt around that at the moment, given everything that's going on. But I have to be honest, I'm just really enjoying the slowing down and the pressing of the pause button compared to life before, which was uh, just running all over London, uh, north, south, east and west, sometimes a few times a day. So actually, life's pretty good from my end at the moment. I really like hearing that pressing the pause button. Tell me a little bit about kind of how your sense of normality maybe has has changed over the last couple of months or, you know, how are you coping with all that? Yeah, it's funny because literally just before lockdown, as it all sort of began, Adam and I were saying how we missed kind of spending time together. You know, he was away a lot at weekends in Europe doing his thing. We were just all over the place Um you know, all across London doing our own separate things. And sometimes we wouldn't get home till 10 o'clock at night. We rarely ever ate dinner together. Quite ironic because we're both teaching yoga and the whole uh, concept around yoga is obviously the practice of balance. Um, so I think we were both sort of lacking that towards towards the end. Um, and we both sort of, yeah, we both said, I wish we could just, you know, have some time at home. I wish everyone would just take a day off uh, and do, you know, do things just for pleasure rather than, just work, work, work all the time. And we kind of, it sort of came true. I mean, I I know it sounds, sounds bad and maybe I shouldn't be saying all of this, but it really has given us the chance to spend more time together. I've been um, cooking a lot more and I've never cooked really that much in my life. So I've been working my way through lots of different recipe books, um, just doing lots of little things that perhaps I wouldn't have done before, like, you know, playing more music and reading in bed. Um, and also having a lot more time to work on projects and things um, that I haven't been able to uh, before when we were here, there and everywhere. So, yes, things have changed, but I'm really seeing it as an opportunity uh, for growth um, as much as I can anyway. That's a really nice way of looking at it. Like people would say some people see crisis as an opportunity. Like for me, I'm having to pivot work wise, but then personally kind of. You're, having to, you're getting to spend more time with your husband. I'm mm. getting to spend an awful lot more time with my son because he's my little two and a half rose isn't oh. in crash every single day. So I'm getting to hang out with him and oh, how understand 
how difficult it is to look <laughs> after a toddler 24-7. Yeah, you um, get to understand what it is to be a mummy now as well, then all the work <laughs> involved. I don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know how women do it. I don't know. <laughs> I, don't know how, I don't know how my wife did it. I still don't know. Um, there's definitely a secret sauce there. Oh, so, a lot of happy wives out there now that the husbands get to see what they do. Exactly. Mm. So I suppose this comes, funnily enough, earlier than I would have expected, but you were both acknowledging the fact that although you would tell people it's important to be balanced and we actually preach and practice balance in our classes, the irony is you're, you both weren't. You weren't seeing each other for dinner and then you set up a podcast called, funnily enough, Honestly Unbalanced. Yes, that ties in quite nicely, doesn't it? Um, yeah, and the whole idea behind that, I guess, is to we, especially in the wellness industry, we kind of noticed a pattern of uh, all these, you know, beautiful Instagram accounts with people doing these glorious yoga poses and meditating and um, kind of putting out this message about positivity and good vibes only and how this is this is what it is to be balanced. You know, have your green juice in the morning, have your quinoa and avocado for lunch, etc. Um, but us both being in the wellness industry, uh, we know firsthand that it's not always like that. And if, a lot of the time it's not at all. And sometimes balance means that you have to fall off balance to, to refine your balance again, if that makes sense. Um, so we kind of wanted to dig underneath all of the the glossy surface layer layers a little bit of people who were willing to come on the podcast and chat about um, their success in the wellness industry and just see uh, at what points they've kind of deemed themselves to fail, um, the obstacles that they've encountered, the daily things that maybe throw them off balance and just have real authentic conversations with people just so that other people can listen in and, and, and relate and uh maybe get an idea of some tools of how to refine their their own personal sense of balance as well in a world that is, let's be honest, just really difficult to navigate on a daily basis, especially if you're living in a crazy uh, city like London. So um, yeah, the stance we were going for was just authentic. Let's get, um, let's get underneath all the bullshit and let's just have a real honest chat to help other people. I love that. Like you're, you know, you're obviously acknowledging from the get-go the openness and vulnerability that from the side that well, myself and my husband too that are you know renowned for supposedly being really sound and balanced and it's mm. all good we're even saying ourselves well you know we face challenges from time to time as well yeah so that's yeah, interesting exactly. i think i think people are lying if they i think instagram can be a big fat lie <laughs> and you know i'm so yeah. guilty of looking through other people's profiles and and you know falling into that comparison spiral and being like oh my god their life is amazing she's doing so much better than me I should be doing this this and that but in all honesty I know that that person is probably having very similar thoughts um so it's been really nice to chat to people like that and and actually yeah hit and actually hear it from their side and understand that that we're all in the same boat, really. Everyone's got their things, whether it's feeling like they're not good enough or, you know, someone's doing it better than them. We've all got our own personal little demons and it's just really nice to get it out in the open because we're all real. And um, perfection, I think, is just very boring. It's really good. That's really refreshing to hear. And, like, that's all true, right, yeah. isn't it? I mean, how many times have we gone, look at that person on Insta, it's all good. Well, is it? I don't know. Yeah. So, 
really nice um, to hear. And it's not that you want things to be bad for people, but you just want to be able to relate to people, don't you? And I think if, if we're in the wellness industry helping people, it's not about putting ourselves on a pedestal or saying, look, this is how you do it. I think that, you know, your students, your clients, whatever they are, are, are teachers just as much as we are, people trying to help people. Um, and it's just always a game of l- learning and sharing and, and supporting each other. And I just, I'm not a very competitive person. I like the uh, the idea of kind of all helping each other to succeed. Um, I know it's, it's, it's sometimes not easy when you feel like you're kind of falling behind, but I think everyone's got something unique to offer the world. Um, and it's just about bringing forth your gifts and sort of getting out of the way of yourself um, and putting the the intention to help and serve others first as much as you can. Although it can be, it can be difficult some days, I know. <laughs> it's funny, like I had a conversation with somebody who I would call a mentor recently and he kind of said to me, well, it's like re and unmentoring. I'm going to learn just as much from you because of your different experience that I need to unlearn and relearn and we can learn and share that learning between the two of us and I kind of thought that was really nice to hear I kind of never heard that before and I kind of wasn't expecting to have that conversation but there's a lot we can all learn from each other because we're all human beings we're all going through different sort of things and similar sort of things yeah absolutely I think there's a quote that I heard recently it's something about if someone it's something like if someone claims to know the truth basically just don't follow them but if there's someone who always says that they're never going to know everything then they're the people to follow it's something along the lines of that and I really like that concept okay and that brings me to my next point which was if I wanted to follow you into a sound journey or what <laughs> is it I want to go home and tell my wife now in an hour that I had a really cool conversation with Holly Hustler who told me all about what sound journeys are because mm. to be perfectly frank I don't really know myself so just tell Tell me a little bit about what, what that all means. Sure. Um, do you know, I, I love it for, for two reasons. First of all, it's still quite a niche thing. Um, for me, being in the world, I guess I forget that sometimes because I, I surround myself with people doing similar things. But I forget that um, kind of the normal person that isn't in this this world doesn't really still know what it is. So that's the number one reason I love it, because there's still so much um, to um, evolve from it. Um, and secondly, everyone tends to like me because I just relax people. <laughs> so sometimes Adam and I will uh, will do workshops together, and he'll it's like good cop, bad cop. He'll be cracking the whip, making people do all the hard poses, and then I'll just sort of flit in at the end with my crystal bowls and start singing mantras. So generally, I'm I'm quite liked, which is nice. <laughs> um, but yeah, Sorry, Adam, talk with you, man. Was <laughs> Adam, yeah. <laughs> but with regards to what it is, so. Um, Really simply, it's it's a form of meditation. There's lots of different uh, names that people are calling it from uh, sound bath to sound journey to sound healing. It's all kind of under the same umbrella. And um, there's a lot of wiggle room for you to be really creative and kind of put your own stamp on it. Um, so it's a form of meditation. What generally tends to happen is yeah, you'll come into the space that's probably online now. So you, maybe you're in your bedroom or on a yoga mat at home. Um, I'll invite you to lie down, uh, get cozy, pop on a blanket, maybe an eye pillow. You can light some candles and set the scene. Um, I'll, I'll generally start with a little bit of guided medita- meditation just to, to um, get you into your body and, to, and uh, get you focusing on your breathing to take you away from the mind and the thoughts. Um, and then it will just be around 45 minutes of me, um, a combination. I use alchemy crystal singing bowls. Um, 
which are just these these beautiful uh, 100% crystal, I think they're 99% pure crystal uh, bowls with um, healing qualities. And I sing lots of mantras. Um, I use lots of different other instruments. Adam just bought me a harp for Christmas, actually. So that's been amazing to kind of learn that and use that as well. Um, and the idea is you, it's something, it's a tool that takes you away from your mind, away from your thinking mind, um, away from your to-do list, away from work. After about seven minutes uh, or every diff- every seven minutes, you drop to a different state of consciousness. Um, so it will kind of eventually take you into a space between awake and asleep um, when your brain waves match that of relaxation. Um, so you'll think that you'll kind of know that you're awake, but you'll also think, oh, or you won't think, but you'll sort of feel, oh, where am I? I'm kind of somewhere else. And you'll wake up and sort of think, oh, God, where did I go? Um, and people experience all different kinds of things from um, just physically kind of tingling from the vibrations of the bowls, uh, connection with um, memory retrieval, maybe visions, colours. Um, sometimes I ask people to ask a question, something that they've been wanting an answer to, because I believe that all the answers to all the questions that we have are inside of us. Um, so I've had many people say to me, oh, my God, I've um, I finally you know, had this answer that I've been searching for for a long time. It really dropped in um, during the sound healing. Um, so for me, it's a process of connecting you with your inner world, your inner voice, your soul, if you use that language. Um as a way to kind of help you forward on your journey and just give you a little bit more insight into what's happening in your inner world and take you away from the outer world, which can be very stressful as we know it. So yeah, that's my, that's my um, perception of it so far, which is ever evolving. <laughs> Executive coaching there, right? You're having people understand themselves a lot more through the medium of sound mm. and mantra and your, your meditative sort of talk. Yes, which is really powerful. Um, there is a there is a science behind it, and you know I've tried to be the person that explains the science, but I'm just terrible at it. So <laughs> it's uh, it basically it works with um, with frequencies and energy and vibrations, and um, essentially we're all vibrating um, balls of energy anyway. So it's about uh, getting us into a space where we're resonating with the bowl's frequencies, um, so that it pulls all the cells inside of us that are sort of uh, vibrating at a sort of off um, frequency and it's bringing it back into balance and harmony. I told you I'm really bad at explaining it, but I know there is a science behind it. (laughs) And the proof is actually in the experience. When you come out of it and you feel the way you feel, um, for me, that's proof enough. It's done the job. Say say I'm somebody that through this this, um, time out we're all going through has recognize the habit I want to work on a bit more of meditation and mm. and the kind of mindfulness piece and the stillness piece and the slowing down piece, which might be a step into something like a sound bath. What advice do you give to those people? I often have conversation with athletes or, or business people that find it really hard to just mm. actually take three minutes, five minutes, 10 minutes on headspace is, is yeah. too hard and they kind of lose interest what advice do you give to the people that are trying to just start because they acknowledge that it must be good for them to do something like a meditative practice because they've heard that, but they struggle to kind of keep at it consistently? Yeah. And I think that is a big thing for so many people. Um, so if that's you, you're definitely not alone. And I know that I've been that person as well. So I think what I would say is really 
not many people have the discipline to do it themselves at home uh, because when do you ever sort of say to yourself right I'm going to sit still for five minutes it feels like a luxury and your brain just wants to take you away and pull you to to this bit of work you've got to do or that thing you've got to do for your wife or whatever um, and it feels like a luxury to press pause when actually in fact it's it's probably one of the most productive things that you could ever do with your time actually just to take time to do nothing um, and I think that people actually need permission from someone to do that because if you think about it we've spent our whole life since childhood to well university maybe beyond um, being told what to do by teachers and parents so when you're kind of left to your own devices you haven't got that person anymore sort of saying right this is your next step this is going to move you forward it's almost like you've got to be your own boss after university in some senses or school or whatever wherever you finish um so I see myself as that person that permission giver so I think actually a sound journey would probably be a really good place to start if you find meditation difficult um, because it means that you come into a space and you get someone there to guide you through the process and then you're kind of in it and um, that person you know tells you to lie down tells you to just press pause tells you you're allowed to switch off and this is really going to benefit you so um, you know if a sound journey isn't isn't your thing even guided meditation is a really great place to start as well um, and I think also working out uh, the benefits of it. So I know that meditation can actually f- physically change the shape of your brain. It's been proven through so many studies that it, it, it ha- helps people with anxiety and depression. Not saying it cures it, but it helps. Um, so doing your research around it as well. And, and also working out why you want to do it in the first place. I think coming back to your why is really important. Like, is it because you're stressed? Is it because... Um, you know you feel unbalanced in your life is it because you want an answer um yeah and I guess I'd, I'd start with with those things I really well I really like that taking time to do nothing and someone yeah. kind of saying it's actually okay because yeah. you're running around all the time it's okay to just relax and also I really like that point you're saying why like are you just doing it because other people have said it and because social influence well actually what's the what's the big picture what's the purpose why would you bother doing it that's those are two really excellent points there yeah I think everything always comes back to your why if you don't know why you're doing something you've got absolutely zero motivation to carry on doing it but I also really really believe that anything you can't shortcut anything really if you want something you have to be prepared to go the long way around and put the time and commitment in before you even begin to see results. But the results from meditation, me personally, I've been doing it for, I think, five years. Um, and I'm not a hugely disciplined person, but for some reason, I've really stuck with meditation as much as I can. And I personally have really, it's changed my life definitely in many ways. Um, you know, makes it makes you calmer, more compassionate, as a way of really connecting you with other people, um, gives you access to this kind of inner inner world. Um, yeah, and it's very subtle the way that the changes kind of come in. But you'll notice, you know, you won't want to snap at your mum so much. <laughs> you'll sort of press again. It's coming back to that pressing pause before you react. Um, so these little subtle changes start to come into your life, but you have to again be willing to commit to it first and I think as soon as you commit that's when the shift starts to happen it's even just even if it's one or two minutes every day I think that showing up in itself is enough to create start creating shifts even that act of okay I'm here I'm doing it 
even if you press the timer, you're there for a minute and then you're like, okay, can't do any more. Just that simple act every day is enough to start making changes, I believe. So where, where, would, you, where would you point someone to who's trying to initiate that practice, to try, to, to try and work on those couple of minutes and to move forward with that? Kind of, what would you say to recommend to that person as a starting point? I would always suggest um, for complete beginners to start with some guided meditation. So you've got a teacher or a guide helping helping you because otherwise it's a bit sort of throwing yourself in the deep end. You're not quite sure what you're doing. Um, there's a brilliant app that I use called Insight Timer. And there's so many different meditations on there to choose from. I know there's another one called uh, Headspace and Calm. So there's definitely some apps out there that you can try. Another thing that I would say is... Um, try and do it at the same time every day because your body uh, will get into the habit and it will know to expect it um, and then you'll start forming that habit as well so for me personally I like to do it in the afternoon um, five o'clock I do it every day um, or actually that's a lie I'm not gonna lie I probably do it five times a week sometimes I just don't do it but I do do it most days um, so yeah to get into a routine of doing it uh, at a certain time um, yeah and just just com- just commit to it just even try it for I think maybe don't set yourself the goal of saying right I'm going to start doing this for the rest of my life now maybe just take it day by day just say okay I'm going to try it today see how it makes me feel and then okay I'll try it tomorrow see how it makes me feel rather than seeing the the bigger picture just one step at a time and then eventually you'll sort of develop your own practice and you'll find something that really resonates with you. It might be music, it might be guided, it might be just sitting in silence, but you'll find the, your form that works for you. Very good. Now, never mind what's going on with COVID, but say people at her have, you know, different things going on. We're, we're both here talking a bit about wellness and well-being. Say somebody's struggling with some mental health or, you know, you're looking after your toddler all the time during the middle of the day and, a lot of people would say, you know, it's really important that, you, you know, you own your morning, get a good start, and then that sets you up well, and then, you know, finish the day well and, and kind of wind down naturally and you'll sleep better, and then, it, then that's a really good routine. Yeah. I'm curious and interested to hear your take as to, you know, from your experience, your diverse experience, kind of what would you recommend as some kind of keystone habits that, maybe for you, maybe for me, maybe for different people could employ into morning, into evening to kind of help maybe bookend from a wellness perspective mm. when there could be a lot of stuff going on at the moment? Yeah, I love that question. Um, so this is something that I've been tweaking over the last few years. And what um, the advice that I can give is start small. I think um, it takes, apparently it takes 21 days to form a new habit. So if you're sort of designing a new morning and a new evening and you've got all these things put in, you know, journaling, meditation, I'm going to get up and have a green juice, I'm going to go for a run in the evening, I'm going to start with this, this and that. I think it's a bit maybe too ambitious. So what I try to do is start to form a new habit every month. Um, something something doable um, and also just feel free to to change it up as well um, and don't beat yourself up if you don't do it one day because this is the thing I think people always get into this this um, this mindset where you have to wake up and have this kind of routine in the morning this kind of routine in the evening but the truth is our days change all the time our feelings change you know breath by breath for women especially I think so I think it's important to adapt to how you're feeling day by day as well and maybe just have some 
different tools in your toolbox that you can pull out um, at different points when you're feeling certain things, if that makes sense. Um, but for me, what works in the morning, I'm an early bird. Um, so my thing is, I used to be the person that was uh, trying to write down all these things that I wanted to get done in the morning. And again, putting too much pressure on myself. So naturally, I, I didn't do it. So the nicest ritual that I've I've started in the morning is waking up early, going downstairs, making a coffee, um, listening to some nice music um, with no vocals, just some nice piano or, or guitar music. And I'll just sit there without any um, other technology and just sort of take a few moments just to connect with myself. Um, I know this sounds a bit cheesy, but I've had the habit for years of, of waking up and the first thing I say is thank you for my life, um, just to put myself into mm. the, the state of gratitude mm. and start the day off, off nicely. And I always just think that's a nice way to start the day, but that's just personal to me. Um, and in the evening, a new one that I've started is not looking at my phone from eight, well, around 8.30 onwards, because apparently the blue light really disrupts your sleep. Um, and I know how important sleep is after listening to, I don't know, I'm sure you've heard of Matthew Walker, but he's, um, yeah, yeah. the last shit has changed my life. <laughs> Yeah, he says, you know, minimum seven hours of sleep a night, that sleep is your your superpower, uh, really improves your focus and, and your, your well-being, you know, forever. So I really make sure that I get at least seven hours sleep a night um, and I'm not looking at my phone before bed. Um, but I'm, I'm a lot more relaxed with myself these days. I take, especially at the, at the moment when we're going through this, I'm, I'm really being called to not plan and to really feel into what I need uh, day by day even moment by moment. And that seems to be um, a method that's working well for me at the moment. So putting less pressure on myself to do the right thing and just tune into um, what feels right for me in each moment. And, and it'll be a really personal thing for, for everyone. So it's just uh, little rituals that you can, yeah, that you can, um, you can maintain. Yeah, that's good. Like not putting so much pressure on yourself. I, somebody actually said to me, Amy O'Donoghue, who was on this last week said, um, you know, don't beat yourself up. Like, how would you talk to your best friend? That's kind of how you can talk oh. to yourself. Mm. And I, I'd never heard that before. And I thought that was, that's really nice. You know, sometimes we're pretty tough on ourselves, but even I like what you say. I love that to start. Thank you for today. Yeah. I I tend to do a kind of gratitude practice more in the evenings. Oh, nice. I kind of, I do write down my three things in a journal saying, you know, this went well today. Thanks for it. But I actually never start with it, but sure, why wouldn't you? It makes perfect sense because yeah. it's a gift, isn't it? The present is a gift. So that's nice. That's what I'm taking from that. Oh, yeah, it is. It's, it's nice to, to start the day with something positive. And yeah, that'll be really pers personal, person by person. <laughs> and what about yoga? How much, how much yoga do you do? do? Do you, are you really into it? Have you, have you, change and you're more into the the sound journey meditative practice is that more your thing or do you or do you combine yeah, so, them um i mean i think it's a lot it's similar for a lot of people when they start the yoga journey um you either kind of you don't get on board with it or you love it so much that you get a bit obsessed with it and you start doing you know a class every day because you know yoga is the the answer to life <laughs> so um you start doing yeah all these different classes and it actually becomes ironic because you become out of balance from the amount of yoga that you're actually doing um mm. so that was definitely me i used to you know do all of the intro offers from all of the london studios and do all of the yoga and absolutely fell in love with it um and then it went to about 
two probably two classes a week and I started to introduce other things into my um uh, physical sort of not that yoga is you know exercise well it is but it's not counted as a physical exercise class as stuff but I also wanted to move my body in other ways um so I started doing weight training and going to the gym more and I found that 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 made me feel more balanced and I was using my body in different ways so I think that's really important um now that I've been at home weirdly I think maybe because I've been teaching online obviously a lot and demoing everything um I've actually gone off practicing yoga and maybe I shouldn't say that as a yoga teacher <laughs> but for me what well, I don't um I don't feel I need it at the moment um and I used to be a little bit up on my high horse and a bit judgy about yoga teachers that didn't practice yoga I thought well how can you be a teacher and not practice yoga but the asana, the physical practice, is actually such a tiny part of what yoga is overall. It's really just the the way to prepare the body for meditation. But you know, I think that your yoga could be um, your yoga could be running, or it could be swimming or dancing. That could feel like yoga to you. Maybe not in the sense that you're not doing a downward dog or a warrior two, but if it makes you feel balanced, it connects you with yourself. Um, it gives you a feeling of calmness or whatever then that that maybe is your yoga for the day and I've really tried to um instill that in myself recently that I don't need to be practicing asana to be a good teacher um and my yoga more is now just practicing mindfulness and making sure that I am continuing my meditation practice which still gives me so much um and yeah, the sound healing stuff is really has really taken off as well. So I'm I'm really feeling drawn towards towards that more. But I'm sure it will change again because we're always changing and evolving and and sort of going in circles. I'm sure there'll come a time again when I am more back on the asana. But for now, yeah, that's where I'm at. I've never heard that before. Uh-huh. And I, I, that's I love it. I've I've been to Equinox. I've done the yoga classes. I've been done a class with, with your husband I've done class over here in the elbow room and I always kind of did it like the why because this has to be good for you you know I did Bikram even Vinyasa this has to be good for you moving through these poses the these asanas being mindful of your breath being in the present not having your phone yeah and I would do stuff at home have aloe yoga even the app and yeah. funnily enough what you said there about like it doesn't have to be yoga to be yoga nearly is, is a really nice kind of turn of phrase that I've never actually considered. And I think that's something that a lot of people should think about that. Like it might be a, it might be boxing. It might be going to the gym. It might be doing parkour. It could be any of those things could be giving you the kind of mental and psychological sort of, Mm. um, sensations that somebody would get from actually doing a more traditional form of yoga in a studio per se Mm. yeah because yoga itself means to unite so if you're doing anything that you feel is uniting your mind body and soul together then surely that's yoga for me that's that's my stance on it anyway I'm sure there's lots of people that disagree but that's um that's where I'm at very cool Mm. Now, now let's let's that was very nice let's take a little pivot for a minute and let's Let's roll forward okay. 20, 30, 40, 50 years because oh, you've gosh. got your, your, your balanced, right? And it's all going well and you're having your, your avocado and you're having your quinoa and you're doing, you're having your green juice and <laughs> um, you're having your beautiful Americano. How would you like people to look back on, 
It's a hard one to ask. Mm. How would you like people to look back on as to what you've done for people, like your impact, mm. your legacy, what you've left people to kind of go, you know, Holly was really cool at that. She was really good at that. I learned that from her. Oh, that's would you like people? Yeah. That's such a lovely question. I've never been asked that before. But actually, funny, funny enough, I think about it quite a lot because I think um, – we can get so wrapped up in our list of achievements and, you know, ticking all these things off the list and um, climbing the ladder and reaching this goal that we forget. Um, we sometimes forget why, again, coming back to that, why, why we're doing it in the first place. And I've, you know, I, I'm definitely there a lot of the time um, forgetting my why and tripping up and falling off balance and um, getting caught up in things that just aren't important. But then my compass, um, I spoke about it, with someone the other day my compass is uh, my values and I think if you do get a bit lost it's really it's a really nice thing to come back to kind of working out what your values are um and making sure you're living in alignment with them um so for me it's kindness I mean I've got a lot of them but my my core ones are kindness fun and freedom so as long as I'm living in alignment with those things I know that I'm going to carve out probably a good life for myself I'm living authentically and true to myself and helping other people at the same time because I think when you're authentic then you're giving other people permission to be authentic themselves and hopefully that's that's enough to help people in itself so I, I guess if I look back um, and I know that I've been kind I've helped people to you know find joy and have fun and I've helped people to feel empowered and free I don't really care about whether it's me teaching a yoga class full of a thousand people or I've sung uh, you know Wembley Arena I don't care so much about that as amazing as that experience would be it's more about uh, you know the little impact or the big impact that you can have on people's lives and whether that be big or small if, if you can yeah if I can look back and say that I've been kind I've helped people have fun I've helped people feel free and empowered then I'll be a happy a happy old lady drinking my green tea <laughs> I love it um Holly, where, where can people, people listening to this podcast, find a little bit more information as to what you're all about and kind of what you're doing next, even 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 now, virtually, but also when all this stuff has calmed down? Yeah, so, um, or you can follow me on Instagram, which is where I put everything. Um, it's I am Holly Hustler, uh, Hustler with no T. <laughs> and my website's hollyhustler.com with all my offerings and everything that's going on there as well. Um, I've got a lovely little yoga community as well called Soul Stretch. Um, I, I do an online Facebook group now with loads of different classes from yoga to meditation, to sound healing, to dancing, all sorts of things. Um, so people are welcome to come along and, and trial free classes as well. Um, that's the Instagram is at Soul Stretch Community. Um, and then upcoming, I've got, I run a weekly Thursday evening uh, bedtime yin yoga and sound healing session. I call it sound asleep. Um, very gentle, huh. yeah, very gentle stretches and meditation. And then I basically sing people to sleep. Um, so I just get them to do it in their pajamas in their bed. Uh, and it's just the most lovely, peaceful way to go off to sleep with the sound, the singing bowls and the mantras. Um, so that's every Thursday. So you can just, you're welcome to get in touch with me to, to hop onto that if, um, if you like. Um, I think that's it. Thank you. Now, lovely. I'd like to ask you a question that I ask everyone that comes on the podcast. Um, just a little word to Kiran Don. Hope, hope you're well. Sorry you're not here with us today, but um, 
you're very much in my thoughts. I hope you're keeping well, Kieran. Um, Holly, what does high performance mean to you? High performance means to me being authentic, staying true to yourself, and putting serving others before anything else. Holly Hustler, thank you very much for taking the time. Call in from London today. I'm really grateful for it. Hope you've got something from it. I certainly have. I asked all the stuff I was really interested in in learning about. I loved that. And thank you so much for having me. No problem. Everyone have a listen to this podcast by the Hustlers, Honestly on Balance. Have a listen. It's You kind of have a bit more insight into it now, and it's it's real and it's authentic. It's definitely worth a listen. Check out, check out these sound journeys. Book in yourself for that Thursday evening. Sounds like something I might ask my wife to do. <laughs> yeah, and, sure. uh, and and find and find your yoga. It doesn't have to be in the traditional sense, but find what works for you. So that's the big message I got from today. Oh, good. Thank you for having me. Take care. Bye bye. Thank you for listening to today's episode of Sleep, Eat, Perform, Repeat: A Story of High Performance. This was brought to you by Howora, a whole person wellbeing company founded and run from Dublin, Ireland. Find out more at howoralife.com, spelt H-A-U-O-R-A life.com. Please rate, review and share the podcast. Some people want it to happen. Some wish it would happen. Others make it happen. The GOAT, Michael Jordan.